Hey, 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 everybody. It's Ryan with a very special bonus episode. It's not even on a Wednesday. It's a Monday here. It's July 1st, and we're kicking off our Patreon drive. So we have a lot of really cool stuff. And up first, what you're about to hear is the first episode of our Heroes in Crisis series that we did on the Patreon. We did them in epi- in one or two issue chunks. So this is the episode from November. So the only the first issue of this very controversial event had come out and we started it. And then in our January, March, May and June episodes, we went through it again and it was quite the journey. So I, re- I hope you guys like this episode. It goes a lot of interesting places after this. So if you want to hear the rest, those are available at the $5 level for the Patreon. Now we also have, I'll keep this brief because I know you want to get to it and we're also going to be covering a lot over the month, but at the $1 level, you get access to the newsletter, you get access to a lot of exclusive content, including the audio music versions of the music blog that I have as they come out and available only to Patreon backers. The first 10 episodes will be launched throughout the month as a like season one, the demo tapes kind of thing that's very exciting. We have a $5 tier where you get extra bonus episodes every single month from every show on the network. And we have a $10 tier, which gets you a yearly gift box with handpicked gifts, movies, comic books, you know, art network stuff, which is very exciting. And it also gives you opportunities to have input on future episodes. And you can even pick an album that I'll cover for the music blog, which is awesome. And if you want to see anything else, you could either join the Facebook group, Flying Machine Explorers Guild. You could follow and use the hashtag Flyer Drive on social media. And you could go to flyingmachine.network slash support, which will have a lot of updates or just patreon.com slash flyingmachine. But the flyingmachine.network slash support will have all this info in it as the month goes on. So check in often and enjoy the bonus episode. Welcome to the bonus episode. This is an episode that you paid good money for. Welcome to the bonus episode. There are no refunds. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Vice of Issues bonus episode. Uh, today we'll be covering something very different from our usual weird 60s stuff. Are you sure it's different? Because Oh, for the bonus episodes. Because that's insane. We've, we already we've did covered crises. crises, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought we did Infinite Crisis. Okay, also, no, we I didn't do Infinite Crisis. just like the crisis. bonus episodes in that it's a single issue that I hate. <laughs> wait. Uh, wait. This is Crisis on Infinite Earths? No, it's Heroes in Crisis. Completely different. Get your shit straight, guys. <laughs> you know, I, have, I was thinking about this earlier. Crisis now for comics for me is like that angry face and clash in mobile games where I'm oh. like, every single one of them is like clash of war war yeah. clash and it's just the angry face I'm like every fucking DC thing is like crisis war well know? it's it's their branding for like big events that they want to get yes. people to buy it's pretty useful yeah uh, they're all fucking shit <laughs> you like the Death Crisis? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, so. I hate Rise of Blank more than I hate all this Crisis garbage. Yeah, Rise of Blank is the worst. Yeah. So, to set up why we're what we're doing, we're going to be going issue by issue doing a modern event to show what it's like to go through uh event as is happening, maybe changing your opinion on it as 
you don't know the finale yet. We kind of did this with uh, of Ultimates because we read the first half and we liked it. We read the second half like this is shit. So yes, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it like as it's happening, which uh, is a very good point because this is how like this medium is consumed a lot of the time. Yes. Yeah. is that you don't know what is going to happen. So like before we take stories in like totality where we look at it and we're like, oh, like this works here and it doesn't work here. Whereas here. You can be like, this is so cool, and then like that stays with you for so long that the, the, the disappointment hits really hard if it gets yes. bad. But it also happens the other way sometimes where even if – and I'm not saying I like this – but even if you love a first issue, sometimes over a couple months it loses any steam. That's where, why I, I have trouble buying new comics because I have to buy the trade and read it for six issues to know if I like it. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it, especially nowadays with things so decompressed – it's not until, like, issue five that even tell you what the main premise is going to be about. Yeah, and, like, since it's not so wordy as it was back then, like, 20 pages isn't actually a lot to absorb, yes. like, a, a feel or a style or what the writing is like. Yeah, so I primarily only buy single issues that are either things that, like, all my friends are talking about and I don't want to, like, avoid our Discord, or books that I really want to support because it's, like, a character that hasn't had a book for a long time, or... Like, a creator, like, right now there's a bunch of, like, bullshit going on with, like, a bunch of female creators are getting, like, harassed all the time. So, like, I'm buying all of their books. Mm -hmm. But it's that's more of, like, a business support decision that I'm making. When I actually want, like, books that I really like to read, sometimes I even buy the singles and then wait six months and read them all at once. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so, this issue is an exception because what happened and what set this off was Ryan came to me. And we're like, this fucking issue, Sly. Holy shit. I described it as everything you've ever bitched to me about. Yes. And so, uh, and the funny thing is, like, he was talking about so much. I was like, I'm curious. I'm going to read this. And I'm not going to say this is good, but it's interesting. Like, there's an alternate reality where this premise could work. And maybe I'll I'll, I'll explain at the end. But uh, just to to set it up, Heroes in Crisis, this is a new event from DC. DC just had a new reboot, another fucking reboot after all this time called DC Rebirth. And Which is not the to... new 52. No, it's not. Wait, and I was ha- wait. Flashpoint's okay. not the newest reboot? Rebirth no, it's is not. not a reboot at all. <laughs> yeah, old man Phil, keep up. It's, basically, it's, a, it's a reboot and like, it's a restructuring. It's called, whatever the fuck. Okay, like, it's, it's a, a rebranding. And re-branding. It, if anything, it is much more cohesive and less rebooty than they've been in like 20 years. So uh, Ryan has been loving it. Joe's been loving it. And they keep saying, Sly, you gotta read DC now. And I've been, I'm hesitant oh, to read We're it. not the only ones. For the record, I know, DC I know. is more popular now than they've been in a very long time. Yes, but to clarify, I've always been hesitant for the same reason why I'm like, I don't need trades until the six issues have come out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I basically, I didn't say this to uh, Ryan because he'll be like, you're judgmental piece of shit. Fuck you, <laughs> so I, I didn't say this, but I was waiting until the other now. big event. The other big event that's coming out called um, Doomsday Clock, Doomsday Clock, which is about Watchmen oh, merging yeah. with the DC Universe. Yeah. I was waiting to see how that turns out. And if that turned out well, then I'll get into DC. Because I, I was like, I'm waiting for them to fuck up. I'm waiting for Heroes of Christ to come out. And I was right, maybe. We'll see. Well, and so, I was right, maybe. maybe. We'll see. Classic slide. So, <laughs> yeah. so the, the little bit of backstory I want to give you. This event is pretty standalone, so far at least. But like, I just want to give a little bit of spotlight for the creative team. Clay Mann does all the pencils. And Clay Mann is someone I've actually been following for a long time. Mm-hmm. And is I I think like kind of at the top of his game right now. He's really good. And this art this book looks beautiful. Yeah, it is. But, it is super beautiful. It's like yeah, like it's kind of really, like the Mark Millar really problem where I'm just like I'm so captivated by the art I'll keep reading no matter what happens. Yeah, and I I keep looking at a Clayman print, a Gambit print that I bought at Comic Con like 
four or five years ago when he was like selling prints for like ten dollars because he was like a new up-and-comer and i'm just like so proud mm-hmm. oh but, you're right though like it doesn't I, I was wondering what about the art made me feel weird and it doesn't remind me of mark bullard some of these shots <laughs> we have like a guy like yeah. just grunting as so now <laughs> the writer is dc's like biggest name right now a guy by the name of tom king Tom King is a very interesting writer in that he used to be a CIA agent and then he started writing... Fucking spook, goddamn, DC. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then he started writing... He he wrote a Vertigo book called Sheriffs of Babylon that was all about, like, the war in Afghanistan. Or maybe it was Iraq. I don't know. It was one of them. I don't remember. But he really rose to prominence when Marvel had him write a Vision book, which was a 12-issue miniseries that was, like... Like, nothing I'd really read in, like, ever that was, like, very, like, half horror, half, like, suburbia satire. That was, like, really, really, really good. Because it was about him and his family, right? It was about him and his family, and, like, it felt like a suburban horror film. It was just, it was really, really good. And then DC had him take over Batman, and I really love his Batman run. There are some choices that he's made that I don't particularly care for, but his Batman run has been very popular, and he's also writing Mr. Miracle, which is a very... It's a... I know you guys laugh about Mr. Miracle, but it is a very, very serious deconstruction of the the tragedy of war and what it does to the soldiers and, like, how people overcome that. Out of Mr. Miracle. Phil, do you remember Mr. Miracle? The Stan Lee thing? No, yeah, yeah the escape exactly. artist yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, I do. I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what Phil always says. Like everybody talk about a comic slayer, right? You're always like, oh, this comic is actually deep deconstruction <laughs> of the psychology of this war but, war criminal. He's Mr. an escape Miracle. artist with a mechanical head. <laughs> but Mr. Miracle is, is right now, is like pro- one of my favorite DC books. Fuck and you. It's one that, <laughs> no, seriously, it is like, it has crossed the threshold between like just comic fans. It's a thing that lots of people really We're not like doubting you. It's just dumb to hear Mr. Miracle okay, deconstruction it's always, no, that's of like, war. Like, like, again, I... I, I like Daryl said too. I don't doubt that it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. more so, like it's yeah. always the same thing where it's like, um, uh, you know, Hat Dumb Man is <laughs> yeah. now like the 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 best way to interpret yeah. the psychology of parent parental trauma. Like, <laughs> yeah, this guy yeah, maybe, stacks hats like, on top of okay. hats. So <laughs> the we talk about Tom King a lot in our Discord, and he's kind of polarizing because he writes very very good stuff. But our dear listener John always talks about how he recognizes the king's a good a good writer but he very frequently writes broken emotionally unstable men that need women to come fix them and he finds that problematic mm. and it's really interesting so going into this event the premise that DC had been building in the background was there's this place called sanctuary where superheroes go for like therapy and like a relaxation spa and to deal with tragedy mm-hmm. i like this idea a lot by the way just this is say. a great I idea think, i think ptsd would be super 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 common yes. amongst superheroes yeah and... we were talking about this off off the uh, mic uh daryl saying we said it on mic too we said during the, the the doctor doom episode that uh these shows will be traumatized all the time mm-hmm. like, yeah, with all the like shit they constantly <laughs> yeah and i was really really into this premise because i'm a huge tom king fan and i was really ready but i was also cautious because he's one of those writers that as soon as they announce this event we're like who's he gonna fucking kill because he's gonna kill people like we could just you could just tell based on the marketing and everything i mean it's a crisis title you always got to start by killing a bunch of like c-listers in the very beginning and then like an a-lister somewhere in the so i'm going to keep my personal fanboy opinions until the end Mm -hmm. on why i hate this but i also have problems with it as like a more objective person but they had been hyping this where literally some of my favorite characters were like 
at the end of their story arc in their respective books were literally like put on a bus and the main cast would be like have fun in Tom King's book hope you don't get murdered (laughs) (laughs) and like I mean like literally Wally West is put on like a shuttle and Barry Allen's like I hope that he everything goes well wherever he's going Mm -hmm. and I was like oh god oh god (laughs) so that I was cautiously optimistic about this book. And then issue one came. I was cautious going into this because right on the cover, it shows like all the heroes gathered around and it's like Superman holding up like a gold mask. And they're out and like, you can see Sanctuary in the back. And there's two people at at the front of the cover, which is like an interesting combination of people. On the right is Booster Gold, which I, I only know him from Death of Superman. Yeah, you proud of me for remembering who he was? <laughs> yeah, you. so so people <laughs> forgot. Booster Gold is a guy with like force fields and like energy blasts. Yeah, the uh, the he, tech weapons. Yeah, and to uh, clarify something, I don't think it was clarified before. He's actually from the future. Yeah, basically, he's like a football jock guy that accidentally became like half Doctor Who, half protector of the time stream. That's like basically his whole premise, and nobody knows that he's not just some dumb jock guy. Yeah, and opposite of him is Harley Quinn, specifically the Suicide Squad version. So I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, they changed the comic version to be more like the movie version because everyone was dying for that. Not just more like it. It's like, it's her, 100%. For for what it's worth, that was her new costume like seven years ago, and the movie was based on that. Mm. I think it's a terrible costume. It's basically her in a bra, but... Yep. I, but I think I think they made that costume in the comics to pitch it for a movie. Like a lot of those. Oh, okay, new, that's fair. A lot of those two costumes were very movie esque. Like that's when Superman got rid of his tights too, uh, his uh, tidy whities. Mm. Uh, so I think they're all because that's that was before Man's, around Man's Steel time. Like they all were like pitching movie costumes at that point in the comics. Okay. So like and sense. like and I hate it and I still hate it and people like it now but fuck them. Uh, I hate the sexy Harley Quinn. I liked her yeah, when she was just a Harley, actually. In the fucking full body. When she's dressed like a Harlequin? Yeah. Like, because I was trying to think about Harlequin because she, she's very prominent in this issue. And I, like, do you guys have, like, any strong feelings towards her? Because no, some people, I, I some people like her. love her. Okay. I really like Harley Quinn when she was an exploration of a woman overcoming an abusive relationship. And most of the time, Paul Dini wrote her as someone that was, like, stuck under that, like, cycle of violence that eventually overcomes that and becomes a strong character in her own right for some reason dc is just like she's deadpool now yes uh Mm. and i also i hate because a lot of people are like oh i like this character therefore she must be an inspiring heroic character like ignoring that this person took part in like mass murders and stuff like that yeah she's only good as like a yandere hentai (laughs) (laughs) i hate you threw an hentai in there when you didn't need to (laughs) but but i hate when people uh whitewash characters history and they they, i feel like people did a lot for holly quinn to make her more heroic than she actually is just because they like her yeah i kind of don't like her because she just comes across a lot and i don't think as deadpool i think just as sexy joker because she's like she's too chaotic to be like deadpool's a bit chaotic but he's not like but do you not like the Joker? I do like the Joker. Because then wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, the Joker sexist? be improved if he was sexy? <laughs> not really. But the thing, like, I, I, I liked Harley Quinn when she was like crazy, but like not sexy. Like she was just a yeah. Woman. Like I didn't necessarily need the titillation. Which is weird because you're the guy who fucking reads like uh, deep trauma comics because you're it's about my lesbian experience of loneliness. Yeah, and you're like the lesbian part. But that wasn't. <laughs> but that wasn't. We didn't read that because it was titillating. We read it. Because <laughs> I know. Daryl said he, he was hoping depression. for some of that. Daryl admitted he was hoping for some of that. So hey, yeah, I, so, I, anyway, I, like, I like titillation. I, know... I like it, like in Keijo. I like it when it can apply. Like when you're ready. Yeah, for I, it. I think that they're they're going in knowing it's gonna be fan servicey and silly. I feel like is better than just like having it. Just like look, this is an exploration 
situation of trauma, but also she's in a bra and she has big stars for nipples. Like, it's weird. Yeah. So the book begins and it's... Wait, you missed the cover uh, of the... the <laughs> there's like, multiple covers. There's <laughs> multiple variants because they sell... Like, one of the ways to get people to, to like... Uh, like Yeah, uh, they get Josiano to buy it, like, ten times. Uh, so well, this is Joe. the best one. Booster Gold flying in the air with his arms in every direction, <laughs> like, bleeding out of his mouth, and Harley Quinn on his back stabbing him. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> So, the story opens with Booster Gold sitting in the cafe, and one of the things you can notice is that his costume is a little bit damaged, and he has, like, scrapes. So he was recently in a scuffle, and then Harley comes in, and it's just this dialogue of the waitress is pouring him coffee and stuff. She goes, there's another hero coming, and he goes, that's not a hero. And she goes, oh? And he goes, that's a villain. And immediately I think of my hero academia, like how there's (laughs) heroes and villains and, like, nothing in between. (laughs) That's it, yeah. Yeah. So she's like... Is there going to be a fight? And he's like, yeah. And then we get the, the title page of Heroes in Crisis. And then, so in between, like interspersed throughout this issue is tapes that people recorded at it's Sanctuary. It's like a talking heads kind of. Like, reality show, like confession, like, oh, I don't like this this guy. He's a fucking dick to the camera. Think, yeah, the reality show or like the office style of just like yes. scene and then character talking about something. Yeah, where, where she talks about, like... I don't believe in trauma. Uh, I, everyone thinks trauma is something that's real. It's not. And everyone cries about their mommy oh, and their you, dad. You know, you know Harley Quinn, the registered uh, yeah, psychiatrist? Yeah. And she says, I should have just been beating their fucking heads and fuck them. And she, but then, as she's saying them, I would have beat them with a sledgehammer. Bang! And she actually says, bang, bang. And she starts crying and mm-hmm. she keeps saying it. And then it cuts back to, like, Booster Gold and her talking. And <laughs> this this opening scene was so weird because all I could think about is it sounded like a joke where it's like, Booster Gold and Harley Quinn walk into a bar. This <laughs> <laughs> all seems to feel uh, so surreal. surreal. Yeah, where it's, yeah. it's like the waitress asks her if she wants pie or pudding. And she goes, I'll have pie because I've always hated pudding. And then she stabs him. <laughs> Yes, and that's the thing is, I, I I need to clarify this or confirm this with you guys one more time. <laughs> Harley Quinn, she is just crazy with a knife, right? She's just she a she woman, powers, crazy right? woman. She has no powers, right, yeah. at all. You saw yeah, no Suicide power. Squad. You get, and, you get and the idea. Booster Gold. <laughs> just to just to restate this, future spaceman with high technology. Not he shoots be beams and has force fields, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. And he and he was prepared for a fight. He's like, I'm waiting for a fight. Like, it's I like, can't, I could not understand the scene. I'm like, I must be missing something. Yeah, she's stabbing him. Like, he's not prepared at all. This, he says, this matchup is so amazing because there no, is not no just, way it works. Not just is he is she stabbing him because you can okay maybe he's so dumb he lets a sneak attack happen. But as they fight, he's shooting beams at her and she's dodging all of them. I'm like, is she she's a regular human, right? <laughs> yes. But, oh, but she's ac- she's like acrobatic, kind of like Batman. Where it's like you're you're so good. But I don't know. He like does an AOE effect and pulls him <laughs> the diner. Also, Batman is like a trained ninja. Yeah, but yeah. she's a trained psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, one thing, that's one thing I want to talk about. A lot of shitty uh, stories also have like Joker go toe to toe with Batman. Whereas if you see like if you see like good good ones like The Dark Knight, Batman '89, even the original appearance, a lot of times when Batman and Joker go toe to toe. It's after Batman got into a vehicle crash and he's fucking like beat up yeah. and shit. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's how you have a fight. Like, uh, like we can say Booster Gold. Like Booster Gold, like doesn't seem to be that injured. Like he's uh, no. And and she like she in in even just fisticuffs when they're like going like at each other. He can't keep up with her. Like yeah. she's like shoving his face into the ground, stabbing him repeatedly. Like he's just crying on the ground basically. <laughs> and I'm like, he has fucking superpowers. <laughs> he has super tech, not superpowers. He, and that's okay. the reason why. That's why they're why strong. Hate- they're really strong. Like. 
that's what that's the reason why I hate like modern events. Like even though like uh, people hate like the events I like, the ones where weird shit happens, like fucking aliens come from Mars and like say I'm the uh, monitor from Earth two one two. Modern events always have characters. Uh, elevated based on the popularity yeah which is why like, harley quinn is here fighting him essentially yes and i hate this shit so much yeah it's so well while they're fighting it cuts back to superman flies over like he's coming over to sanctuary and he noticed like there's a bird on the ground that pulls up like the, the spine and entrails mask of this yeah, it's very clearly ripping apart a shrinking hero named blue jay yeah. oh yeah, and he, he cuts to Blue Jay giving his uh, confessional, yeah. saying, I shrink, I'm Blue Jay. Uh, he says he uh, when he f- sleeps, he wakes up shrunk, and he's drowning in, in, in the bed. And it's because he has a, a trauma where he was drowning or something like that. He, he now, one of my problems with this is we talk a lot, it, we talked about this a lot in the Identity Christ episode, where we're like, oh, they just kill a bunch of characters without like giving them character moments. But for this... <laughs> They're like, I guess he's trying because we see Blue Jay's dead, and then he talks about it. And, like, I don't give a shit about Blue Jay. Like, he's not a character that I care about. Mm-hmm. But, like, they rip him apart, and then they're like, here's a character moment. I guess, I don't know if I hate that more or less. Is, is it just mean, or is it just... Yeah, I think yeah. it's just mean. That's why I'm, I want to see how this goes. Because if this is Blue Jay's last confessional, it's shit. It's fuck this. That's, what I'm, that's why, because when you tell a story with Booster Gold, usually it has time travel shenanigans in it. That's like built into the premise. But, but even if even if they have a, uh, like an arc to Blue Jay's character, they keep having flashbacks where Blue Jay... Like, like they have to uh, keep show what happened to, at the sanctuary eventually. They Guys, killed they, a... They're not going to... They're not going to... They're not going to... Blue Jay... Blue Jay's yeah. gone. Yeah, Blue Jay's no, gone. But the, but the sorry, guy, it's sorry, like what Superman sorry. says during the big splash page where he's looking at like all these dead people laying on the ground in your sanctuary. He says, they're but, all gone. But I mean flashbacks. If they have a flashback... <laughs> no, they're not. Sorry, you're, I'm sorry to disappoint This you. is a flashback. <laughs> Fuck you. What are you saying is it not? They're having a flashback right now. I'll, I'll punch myself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, oh, boy. <laughs> why would they not have flashbacks? They're having flashbacks right now. And I'm saying they, if Blue Jay comes back, I would be shocked. But they ha- he has to come back if they're going to show half a sanctuary. How can you show half a sanctuary if Blue Jay was a sanctuary? They have that Blue Jay come back. If he's just back to show how he dies, it's bullshit. If they show more about his trauma, I think it might have potential. Phil, how are you so good at pressing slide buttons? <laughs> oh, no. He grew up, he grew up with them. He's a nice reality. He's taking the flashbacks. <laughs> well, there's a flashback happening right here. Slide, he's doing this just to get you mad. <laughs> Fuck you. Slide's <laughs> taking the bait. Because I'm, I'm just trying to defend something that I'm, I'm not sure in. That's the prime, prime about, like, target. You arguing so <laughs> hard against them. It's like... Sly, raises a, Sly raises a really valid point here. And this is why like I hate this issue so far. But I haven't like said like I'm not going to read this. Because it's depending on how it goes forward, it could fix a lot of the bad faith that I have in it. But it could also make it way, way more egregious. So mm-hmm. like... It's that's one of the things that's interesting about reading event month to month is we have no idea where this goes. Yes, and and, and I and I agree with Ryan and everyone that this is probably gonna go bad. I am, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just saying there's a chance there's still an opportunity if Tom King is as good as everyone says he is maybe he'll take that avenue. Yeah, maybe he's listening right now and he'll write Blue Jay in. <laughs> so if we get some more flashbacks, like one of one of the dead bodies on the ground is Hot Spot. He's this like young black kid that has the power like firepower. And he's just been saying, like, I'm hot spot. I have a catchphrase. I'm just warming up. And he, he uses Which it. Which is also he gets, the name of the issue. Yeah. He, he gets, uh, like, yeah. scared in fights. Yeah, and in flashback, yeah, in flashback, he says, like, I say that because I'm scared and I don't know what else to say. So it's just to suck myself up. Yeah. And then we get, like, a sad moment of Superman standing over his body. And he's like, there's a thing he used to say, wasn't there? I can't remember. And what they like is hot spot is, is body. Is, it shows their body and he's crying. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is interesting to touch depending on how they play, play out later. If he's and, just uh, you know, show sucks. some fucking respect, guys. It's not just hot spot there. It's also some girl I don't know and <laughs> C- <laughs> Commander Steel and Lagoon Boy. Okay. <laughs> Lagoon Boy died Lagoon for us. Are you sure it's not? It's Commander Steel, not Captain Steel. <laughs> oh my God. Which, which no, Steel is Commander this? Which which Steel. which member of the Steel Battalion? It, it's Man of Steel. That's Superman's oh, line. Oh, it might be Citizen Steel. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the Citizen Steel, Commander Steel, and Captain Steel, and just plain Steel. That all have the same exact costume. I don't know which one this is. What about? <laughs> well, wait, Steel the Superman character. That's no. why they had to change it because originally he was just steel. Then the steel oh my god! I, okay, please get me out of hell. Is, before I read this issue, people in our Discord were like, "Listen, I don't get why everyone's so fucking butthurt about Lagoon Boy." And I was like, "Why would they bring back Lagoon Boy to kill him?" <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about it. Like, you can say like, "No one cares about these characters," but they brought him back just to kill him. If you were a fan, it's like, "Fuck you." It's it's like we we've had this talk so many times on this show where it's like, <laughs> where do you draw the line between like? Uh, effective like grittiness and like just mean spiritedness to me it's Mm -hmm. if you're gonna use a character use them for a reason and like i feel like if you're killing a bunch of people making it where it doesn't actually matter what character that is (laughs) to me is like that's when it's mean spirit Uh, you don't know lagoon boy could have done something at the end of his life that's what i'm saying is like okay so like i don't actually care that much about lagoon boy a little bit but like (laughs) blue jay blue jay was on the justice league right before this he was Mm. on the justice league america team if that is, like, part of, like, if that's part of the plot, that, like, he was on this team and, like, one of his teammates is a character in the book that's avenging him or whatever, to me, then I'm like, okay, you picked this character for a reason. Mm-hmm. If it's yes. just because I wanted to kill a dozen characters, then why not just make new ones and kill them? Well, one problem, one defense of that is, this whole setup is, it's a place that all heroes have gone to. If it's only heroes no one have ever heard of... That's yeah. true, that's true. Loses the, like, I think, I, I, I want to... That's, one, that's I, a fair I, I point. Defend this. That's the premise a very of fair this, point. The premise of this is fascinating. It, it, that's why they're probably gonna fuck it up. But this could be like, if this was a graphic novel one shot, it didn't have to tie into anything. If it was an Elseworlds, I'll have no no qualms about this. But obviously, since canon, it's uh your reservations because it's fucking up these characters yeah. that have potential. But also because it's because it's comics, you know, it's what is it nine issues long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows what this yeah. is gonna look like? Yeah. So like the premise is. The funny always advice. It's a place where people came to discuss their trauma because they can't handle being heroes without talking for psychiatrists, basically. And something happened. Now they're all dead. And now Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are going through the bodies trying to figure out who killed them. I think that's an interesting murder mystery setup. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be someone that it couldn't have been. Probably. <laughs> you probably. It's going to be Jean Lauren again. She's going to be like, Superman, I- how did you do this? <laughs> so while there's like all these bodies on the ground, Harley is fighting Booster Golden, like singing while she's fighting him. And then he, they rocket up into the sky. And one of the weird things about like their fight is that he just won't take the knife away from her. I don't know if it's yes. that hard to get it away. Cause she's yeah, like, well, that's the thing is he, he gets her on the ground where you're like, okay, so he's he's been being nice, but now he's like, I'm gonna take you to the Hall of Justice, but he literally just like puts puts her on he, his back. And it's like let's go. Her off. Yeah, he, he could break that knife if he wanted to. Like, yeah. what the fuck? He can break these cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Can't he put her in like a fucking force field bubble or something? God damn. Yeah. And he just flies away and is like, stabbing in the back while we're flying. Yeah, because he's, he's like, like okay. I gotta take it to the Hall of Justice with knife in tow. And she's just stabbing <laughs> yeah. him. This thing goes a stabbing spree with the security at the uh, Hall of Justice. And I'm gonna do it it definitely reeks of like they just needed to fill pages with violence. No, to what they wanted part. is for Harley Quinn to beat Booster Gold in a fight <laughs> yeah. somehow. And it's like, the only way... The only way is if he's like, la, 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 keep stabbing me, help, help, help. This is not a deathstruck scenario where... Yeah. Was, what, yeah. Okay, I want to talk about this next page real quick. Okay. I'm, and I'm going to get a little mad 
But Good, only there a is little. a nice touch. Superman enters the sanctuary, and it's like a farmhouse in the middle of a big farm. And it's, and it's Ryan's like, most traumatizing scene I've ever yes. seen. <laughs> he said no sign of the greeter, no reaction, so he goes inside, and he finds two bodies. <laughs> this is Roy Harper, Arsenal, and Wally West, The Flash. No! The, thing, the thing that I, the, the touch that I really like is Superman goes to say it's Roy, Roy and what? Well, and he stutters, and then he says, Arsenal and Flash are confirmed. He can't, he can't bring himself to say uh, their names. He has to yeah. make it cold. Make it cold. And that is something I really like. Yeah. Now, th- the only this is the most fanboy complaint I'm going to make. And, like, it's not because they killed my favorite character. It's it is. Because, par- par- partially, at least. I'm okay, like. it's partially. <laughs> but for both Roy, who's one of Sly's favorite characters, and Wally, who's my favorite character... DC fucked them up real bad a few years ago. If you listen to our very, very early episodes, or the Cry for Justice episode, the the back issues that we did, Roy had his daughter killed, he had his arm ripped off, and when they rebooted, they just made him, they undid all that, and made him just like this dumb jock. They made him a fucking bro, and that's one of the reasons why I haven't been into Arsenal since, because he has the fucking bro hat and glasses on. Right now, look, he's on his body. And Flashpoint and the reboot completely erased Wally West completely. Now, with Rebirth... What they did, one of the big things that they did to, like, win back a lot of good faith was they brought back Wally West as a Flash character and had him, like, really become a major character and the, like, heart of the Flash family again. And they established Roy as a team leader for his team of Titans, and they made him much more of the classic Roy. So they have been spending about four years rebuilding these two characters that fans were clamoring for and really... Like, they were doing a very, very good job at fixing all the things they fucked up, and then they killed them both in the same panel, and I'm just like, what a waste of years of storytelling to fix things you fucked up in the first place. Mm -hmm. That is my big fanboy complaint about this, because it just... It's like, why did you spend three years building them? Just leave them gone or shitty. It just That's, to me, it seems like Tom King is shitting on the other writers, one of which is Dan Abnett, the creator of Death's Head 2. How dare you offend him? Well, that's how two didn't die, so at least for that. Yeah, that's what matters. He's safe. This is he's he's in sanctuary still. That's what Ryan's mistake was. He had faith in DC, and I didn't. Yeah, it was just to me. It just seems like the classic event move where it's like, fuck the other writers. Nobody cares. We want to sell books. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always disappointed. (laughs) That's why. uh, That's why uh, when I saw this. if I was following this and I saw uh, Roy getting fixed, because I haven't read any of the post, I, I saw Jock, bro, Roy, I'm like, fuck this, I stopped reading. <laughs> uh, but I haven't seen him getting fixed, maybe Ryan's right. But uh, I haven't read any of his fixing or while he's fixing. So I've uh, so to me, they're already dead. They're basically already dead. I'm finding the bodies again. Like, okay, dead guys <laughs> are dead again. So like, But this is also one of the reasons why I think a lot of this is going to get undone. Because, like, I feel like that's so callous to the other writers that have spent literally 50 issues building these characters. So Ryan still has faith. DC will shoot him over and over again. He's like, I still trust you, DC. He's optimistic. He's like, he's like Booster Gold flying there. And DC's Harley Quinn stabbing him in the back. And he's like, maybe she'll stop. I can't tell. Maybe. So, so and we have Roy's flash, uh, flashback. And he says, I'm Roy. Uh, I'm Arsenal. I'm a superhero and an addict. Because and, uh, Arsenal was a drug user back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, like, the reason why I started uh, doing drugs was because... He, he has no superpowers, so yeah. he, and he says, you tend to get hurt in this game. So he started yeah. taking painkillers, and then uh, he had to keep getting different pharmacists to keep supplying him with painkillers. And then he realized he's killing his kidneys, mm-hmm. so he starts using a needle instead. And he's, he's like, oh, so that's what you do. You, you go to, to a needle to save your kidneys and maybe some money. 
But really, isn't that what superheroes do? Save things? Which is a kind of weird line to say. This is my favorite page because it's like, it's such a, I feel like this is a realistic like spiral of problems yeah. that you're, and it especially is. because it's especially focusing, now. it's focusing on a guy that doesn't have superpowers, that isn't like, can't go up to par with all these other people. And it's like, once you're taking like painkillers to stay alive in the game, then you're killing yourself slowly. It's, it's like, it's this worth it? It would definitely happen. It yeah. actually reminds me a whole lot of, I've met a lot of athletes that have become addicted to opioids mm-hmm. for basically the exact same reason. And like, that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. And then they show there's three dead robots. It's like mom, pa, Kent for some reason. <laughs> they yeah. look like them, yeah. I didn't understand, but I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if this is part of the mystery, but they said the puddlers are all dead, and puddlers are those that uh, skim the molten metal off of swords when they're making them. I don't know what that is either. I've, Ryan, Ryan okay. follows it somewhat than I do. So. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm not familiar with the puddler. I don't well, know. Then maybe it's <laughs> part of mystery. If it's a good story, we'll be part of mystery. Like, what's a puddler, huh? Yeah. Well, they're saying so. It's they're so the puddlers are the ones that skim the molten metal and remove the impurities so that the iron's strong. Yeah, you kill so the shitty I, heroes that have PTSD so make yeah, the iron stronger. Yeah, I really think no. that's probably gonna be it. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's do. what I. I don't think that this is like a mystery. I think they're yeah. they're mocking these people that they killed. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you're the weak, so eat shit. Maybe, maybe there will be like a Deville name where where uh, the puddler's name. Then, then we get like our, our twist at the end of the book where it's Booster like bleeding in the water and Harley's like on the ground near the fence and they're both like really like tired. And he he's saying that he was trying to save her even after everything that happened. And she's wondering, how deep did you crack, Goldie? I saw you with all with I, I stupidly ran from you like a coward or a freaking clown. But uh-huh. she was saying that he's the one that killed everyone at Sanctuary. Yeah, so, and then we get so, like a page of Booster Gold being like, I'm the greatest hero you never heard of. And you're Sanctuary. And like, I'm great. <laughs> okay, I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm talking. Yeah. Help me. And then it's the first issue. Actually, so the mystery is um, everyone's worried at Sanctuary. Booster thinks Holly did it. And Holly thinks Booster did it. Who did it? This, this See, could be the, good. The reason why I think this sucks is because... <laughs> The mystery isn't is the worst part. Like the premise, the idea is the most interesting part, but it's not a story about the PTSD. It's a story about a murder mystery. I was thinking, it, but let's think if the if the, the PTSD ties into it, like if one of the people snapped. As that's, part what of it, thought, that's what I thought. That's what I thought was going to go. I think it's what they're implying with boosters that he snapped so bad he ended up killing the other heroes. And the person who did it always has a judgment call on the hero. They're saying they're weak, they deserve to die. So the trauma is going to factor into why they were killed. Mm-hmm. So, like, it has all these potentials to be about the trauma. Plus, plus you can't do, like, nine issues while not talking about the repercussions yeah. of trauma. It's just, it's one of those things, like, Identity Crisis, the reason why I liked it is because it was much more about the family than the mystery. And I just hope that this follows suit and is much more about the emotional fallout, which Tom King usually does. Mm-hmm. It's just, he really. There's a lot of gore in this issue, and like so much. And to back up your case, I also the worst part of this for me is the dialogue between Booster and Harley, which is supposed to be the central driving force, and I can't stand either of them in the story. So yeah, I didn't even well, think about like how you said that it could have been Carly that did it as like the murder mystery. I'm like, how can she do? Like, how can she kill so all obvious. those it's people? Not, like, but I guess but she, she did fight Booster Gold, so who knows? I know the idea is supposed to be like Booster wasn't going hard on her because he's trying to save her. 
But it's like, you still don't have to let yourself get stabbed in the yeah. case for 10 minutes. And <laughs> yeah. also, like, what we complained about at the beginning is, like, how could Harley beat this guy with the force fields and stuff? How could either Booster Gold or Harley <laughs> kill any of these people? Or the especially the Flash. Who <laughs> killed the Flash? He's so strong. Yeah. That's part of the murder mystery. <laughs> yes. It was the Flash himself. He went back in time and, like, just I just feel like himself. this is just asking for a bunch of plot holes in it. And, and also, there is... Uh... Prove that there's gonna be flashbacks. Why well, didn't talk in this issue? And he's definitely gonna talk. He's not just fucking dead off panel. Flash. What if Tom? King, what if Tom King just hates me so much? Yeah, maybe. We'll and see. as as he dies, he goes, "Fuck you, Ryan." <laughs> <laughs> if you look All in right. the panel, it spells out, "Fuck you, Ryan." <laughs> Every <Yeah>. page. <laughs> the the final page is just like the puddlers were Ryan all. No, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, fucking Malcolm Millar. This is my face when I'm fucking with you. The puddlers is actually them peeing on Ryan's face. Like you put around him. Uh, pee on Ryan's back. <laughs> pee on Ryan's back. I'll let Tom King pee on me if he brings Wally back. If he pees on you, I'm peeing on you. <laughs> I'm jumping on I'm going on his boat. This is not going to okay, be a Okay, right, enough of this. Let's goodbye. Let's goodbye. So, let's goodbye. thank you so much for backing the Patreon. Uh, we're curious on if people like this whole issue by issue thing. Uh, we're kind of committed to it now, so hope you like it for the next couple months. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, as always, you know, let us know any ideas, and thank you for the support. Yep, thank you all. And we'll see you all next time. I've been Sly. I've been Ryan. I've been Phil. And I've been Daryl. Stay in Patreon mode. <laughs> Supporting us. <laughs> it's pretty good. I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>